Welcome to Up Next. I'm Gabrielle Boucher, millennial author and entrepreneur. Each week, I bring to you next generation leaders and millennial game changers to inspire you to change your world. Let's see what's next. Hey everyone, it's Gabrielle Boucher again, and welcome to Up Next. Today, we're talking to Sean Dunn, who is the founder and president of Groundwire. Groundwire might sound familiar because you probably heard a spot on the radio or seen one of their moving commercials on channels like MTV or Adult Swim. Sean is here to talk about his journey, how he founded Groundwire, and the lives that they're impacting each and every day. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. So I've had an opportunity to talk to you about why you started Groundwire and this this struggle for being relevant and reaching what seems to be a lost generation. But I'd love to hear from you again. What is your story and why did you start Groundwire? Well, uh, you know, I've been in full-time ministry for a lot of years. And after I'd been traveling and speaking full-time and uh, reaching people in the outlets that the church provides, I realized that there was a, a large number of people, especially in the millennial generation, that weren't walking into the church. And so I began to ask the question, how do you reach a generation that's walking away from you, not that's walking towards you. And that's really where Groundwire came from. We, we recognize that people are loyal to their media outlets and to their devices, but they're not as loyal to the institution of the church, but they desperately need to know that there's a God in heaven who loves them. And so it really just uh, came out of the vision that we believe God dropped in our heart to uh, show up where they don't expect you, but it's where they live and to share the life-changing message, the love of Christ with them. So that is so incredibly powerful to talk about meeting people where they're at. And so you've started in multimedia. You've started with radio. You're doing incredible things now uh, with television advertisements as well. And uh, I want you to share a little bit more about why this generation is so difficult to reach. What walls have we put up and why is the newer generation, this millennial generation that we talk so often about on the show, why are we so difficult to, to connect with? You know, it, it's, it's really a matter of priority and what impacts me directly. Meaning the statistics say that a large number, I believe it's 72% of the millennial generation believe that there is a God, but only 13% believe it's a priority of any kind. And so what you find is that, you know, if, if it's me and I know that there's a God and he is the creator, I, I want to know, well, how does that impact my life? And the millennial generation, uh, the majority of them just don't ask those questions. You know, USA Today released an article years ago, and it was pretty fascinating to me because it said in this nation, there are Christians and others who believe there's one God. There's atheists who say there is no God, but they said the majority of people in our nation are apatheists. God doesn't affect me, so I don't think about him. And so that's really what we're working with is a generation that, that doesn't pursue him. They don't think about him because they haven't figured out that he's trying to get their attention. That he's trying to benefit and bless their life both eternally and as they walk through this world. And so much of what you're doing then at GroundWire is having those crucial conversations to make the gospel something that is relatable and to break through that apathy, to have you know those conversations about why the gospel is important to them. So maybe right. you can share more as well about 
you know, what you've been able to do and to be able to create this incredible organization with uh, people around the clock who are providing counseling. Because that's what's so incredible is you're not just saying, hey, there's a problem, you need Jesus. They're saying, hey, there's a problem, you need Jesus, but we're here to help you get there. Right. So our strategy is really, uh, it, it starts with an interruption. Uh, I built a ministry run invitation. I said to people, come where I am, my camp, my conference, my church, come somewhere where I am. But Jesus said, go. And so we cross over uh, that cultural barrier through media. So it's the media interruption, TV, radio, billboard, targeted social media, alternative media, whatever. Invite them into a conversation. So 24 hours a day, as you said, we have live coaches uh, that are ready to talk to them about their pain or their question. Our, our, our media content is driven at felt need about that emptiness, that loneliness, whether it's I'm broken and man, the world doesn't make sense, or I climb the ladder and I realize it's all empty and all vain, just like Solomon did. So it's interruption, conversation, bring them to a place of commitment and then hand them off to a local community. So we do have uh, one of the backbones of our ministry are volunteers who give two to four hours a week. Once we train them, they log into their computer, their computer starts ringing and people start asking the question, does Jesus really care about me? And it is an amazing opportunity for some of these people that are just looking for a way to be used by God. They can do it from their own home. And it's, uh, it's just, it's an amazing, amazing opportunity to get involved in missions all over the world, but specifically, particularly in this nation, but you can do it from the comfort and convenience of your own home. So this coaching opportunity that you're talking about, I mean, is this something that someone has to be a certain age or certain education level to come and partner with you as a coach? No, we, we, we do ask coaches to be at least 18 because the reality is, is some of the things that we deal with online are very hard. And so we'd hate to put a 15 year old in a position where they're having to you know, try and figure out how do I, how do I counsel or how do I coach a 52 year old who's going through a marriage problem? So, but 18, uh, and we have everything from, you know, people with very high degrees, whether it be, you know, business leaders or, or pastors or people who used to be in ministry. Uh, once, once we train you, you have everything that you need. The resources are there. The software is dynamic. It does everything that you need it to do for you just to facilitate a discussion with somebody who is broken and they're looking for answers. One thing that we've been talking before about is uh, just how powerful these partnerships are, not only with individuals, but also with organizations, with cities. And so you have this Jesus Cares campaign, which is pretty incredible, where you're going in and you're actually partnering with certain communities to really just flood that community with love. And whether that's, you know, putting up billboards or, you know, partnering on, you know, local music festivals or whatever that is, you're providing a platform for people in that community to really get that, uh, get that support and realize that, that there is a community there. What has your experience been like partnering with communities across the country? Oh, it's been so fun. I mean, to to know that w when we come into an area, we're really flooding the media. And one of the ways that we share it is this is the largest outreach that your city will ever see because we're leveraging media the same way the Geico Lizard does. I mean, he is everywhere. You can't avoid him. And we think Jesus should be everywhere. And so one of the recent examples would be in L.A. where we showed up and we were getting 2,400 TV commercials every week. We were on four of the top 10 radio stations. We were on billboards on Hollywood Boulevard, Sunset Strip. 
We were on all of the, uh, you know, a lot of the social media outlets and we were, we were showing up on, on banner ads on TMZ and Chive and Pandora and some of those things. And so it is so fun just to know that you're pushing this amazing, hopeful, loving message into culture that says when life hurts, Jesus cares. And so people respond and, and we, we saw um, about 494 people make decisions for Christ in LA in a short amount of time. That is so incredible. And through that, what one story, if you could pick a story from your time of, of founding Groundwire, what one story changed your perspective and really touched you? You know, there's there's so many. Uh, I mean, we I read them every day, but there was one in particular. I, most of the people who do our coaching, they're not staff, they're volunteers somewhere, you know, that have a, an, another job and they have, they're looking for a ministry opportunity. But our staff also handles the chat line especially during the day. And one day I looked up and standing in my doorway was Marie. And, and Marie is uh, one of our, one of our um, employees. And, and she was standing there and she was starting to cry. And I looked up and I said, what, what happened? And she said, I just chatted with the most amazing, beautiful young girl online. And she goes on to tell me about Brittany who had grew up in a broken home and all of these things. She just laid out this, this, you know, horrific story of brokenness, had never been to a church in her life, didn't know really if she knew any Christians at all. Her dad was an alcoholic and all these things. Well, she looks up down at me, Marie does, and she says, Sean, I had the opportunity to pray with her to receive Christ. And she said, at the end of my prayer, I felt like the Holy Spirit just kind of whispered, just wait. And she said, I waited about 10 or 15 seconds. And then Brittany came online and she said, Sean, I feel, or she said, Marie, I feel different. I feel like God heard me. I feel lighter somehow. I feel different than I've ever felt before. And uh, that relationship between Marie and Brittany actually continued for about two years uh, where uh, Brittany, we plugged her into a local church. She had the opportunity to mentor two other girls in her city who came to Christ through the Groundwire solution. And so it's just an amazing story of a, of a girl who, oh, one of the things I forgot to tell you was when she logged in, she said, I'm done. She said, I've already decided how and when I'm going to die. She'd already, you know, she was, she had about, I think, eight days until she was going to commit suicide. Wow. Suicide usually is not an impulse. It's usually a premeditated planned thing. And uh, she said, I was going to give it one more shot. And, and I ran across this radio commercial and it made me think that maybe somebody does care. And that's what's so powerful in um, in a world where we're so inundated with messages about what other people or other companies or other brands can take from us, having a message that's all about them and how God's calling them to the fullness of who they are. And in that kind of desert of authenticity here in this generation, being able to have that avenue. And I, I know that that's the, the heart and the passion of Groundwire. And we're seeing that across the board where, where young people are craving authenticity because we're not able to be transparent. We're using social media sites to be able to, to translate uh, what we're feeling on the inside and broadcast it to the world in hopes of being heard by something or someone. And you're using that medium that this generation is so familiar with to make those special bonds. Well, you know, and, and the, our messaging, Jesus cares, is so powerful because we know that Jesus was captivating. I, I mean, the, the people that he encountered in real life were so 
drawn in by his love and compassion. And he wasn't ultra religious. He was just ultra open. I mean, his, his arms were open. He told stories of, of the, the father who welcomed home the prodigal son, even though the prodigal son should have probably been locked out of the home. But Jesus was very captivating. And you put that word, which is impossible to ignore Jesus in the heart of media, and you add cares. And basically what we're saying is if you're hurting, Jesus cares. If everybody's abandoned you, Jesus cares. If you're confused, Jesus cares. If you are completely lost, Jesus cares. If you're completely broken, he cares. And it is captivating. And people by the by the tens of thousands are literally logging in and saying, hey, does Jesus really care about me? Right. And your journey has uh, been one of starting an organization with a God-given mission to now expanding to this 24-7 constant ministry impacting hundreds of thousands of lives. But in your journey, Sean, what has been a moment or or a group of moments where you've you've either doubted what you were doing or you've really had a deep challenge in starting this incredible movement? You know, again, there's a lot of those. Uh, I read a book by Seth Godin, uh, interesting author, you know, business blogger, and he wrote a short book, which I love short books, but it's called The, the Dip. And in the the principle of the dip is in everything you do, you hit a dip. Every relationship, whether it's a spiritual relationship or a, or a uh, you know romantic relationship, even your desire to work out and lose weight, everything you hit a dip. Every career hits a dip. You get this place, and and you're there's this discouragement. And he says there's three things you can do in the dip. You either quit. You settle for mediocrity in the middle of the dip, and you just rest there, or you push through, and that's where you find the fruit. And uh, for me, there have been many of those times where, uh, man, it was hard. It was people didn't get our model because, you know, the the church understands gathering. They don't understand invading uh, the media. And uh, whether it be from a financial perspective or from a strategic perspective, can we do this? Or, you know, we, we couldn't follow anybody because nobody else was really doing what we were doing. And so we had to kind of learn as we as we went. And we made, made a lot of mistakes. And there were a lot of times when the the thought process, as I think for most entrepreneurs would say, you know, it might be easier to go let somebody else take all the risk and me let them pay me. But we we pushed through. We we just decided, you know what, this is what God has called us to do. And and I stayed incredibly prayerful in those times and just sought the Lord and say, God, is it time to lay this down? And he said, no, keep going. And so we did. And, and God opened up doors that no man can open. And he moved mountains that I didn't know how we were going to get around. And so it's it's been a, an amazingly rewarding journey. Uh, and I'm, I've loved every minute of it, but there've been moments when you, you wonder, am I, am I hearing right here? I love that you told that story of Seth Godin. He was a, uh, also a, someone that I greatly respect. And I love those short books as well, but having that perspective that this is a natural thing for you to be feeling disappointed, for you to be questioning whether you're ever heard God or what you're doing or what your direction really is. But the power comes in that moment where you're able to overcome the moments of of distress and disappointment and fear and discouragement and realize that what you heard was correct and continue pushing through to the end. So it's, that's an incredible story. Thank you for, for sharing that with us, Sean. Now, for someone who isn't necessarily in the ministry world and, and they're seeing what you're doing at Groundwire and they're saying, wow, that's incredible. How does that relate to, to me and my, you know, maybe I work nine to five or maybe I'm an entrepreneur, but how would you translate the principles of what you've learned engaging a seemingly lost generation with 
someone who is in their 20s who wants to reach their friends, their coworkers, and their family with the truth? You know, I think that everything that we do as believers begins with our personal relationship with Christ. And, uh, you know, I, I've, as a, as a communicator for a lot of years, one of the, the things that the Lord kind of spoke to me that I remember writing it on a, a yellow post-it note on my desk way, way back, it was um, that God builds you in private to use you in public. That the things that you do when nobody else is around is what prepares you for that moment when God opens that opportunity. And yet so many of us, we long to be used. God, use me. Help me communicate truth. Help me lighten somebody's load. Help me bring hope to someone. But yet if we are not spending time pursuing him, reading the Bible, spending time just saturating ourselves in his presence, sometimes we're uh, we're the hindrance to even God answering our own prayer. And so, you know, one of the scriptures that I would bring up is in uh, 1 John 2, 27 says, but as for you, the anointing which you received in the beginning remains in you and you don't need anyone to teach you. But as that anointing remains true and it is not false, the anointing, the anointing has taught you to remain in him. So the very first thing that God's power and his and his ability in you does is it reminds you stay close to him. Uh, Jesus did it. He pursued uh, that relationship with the Father on a, on a regular routine, and we need to do that as well. If we're doing that, we're hearing God's voice, we're responding to his nudges, we're soft and pliable in his hands, and that's that's when God can really use us to impact others around us. So good. So good. Fast forward five years. What is Groundwire and what is Sean Dunn, Sean Dunn doing? Uh, you know, my life is about reaching people with the gospel. Uh, I, I I'm, I'm almost 50 now. Shocking to me, probably not to you. But uh, so I, I, uh, I, I've been after youth and young adult for uh, since I was 18. And so I believe that I'll probably still be pursuing uh, evangelistic work. Uh, however, that looks, I believe that we'll still be using technology and media to do it. But, you know, I'm I'm uh, you know, I'm a willing vessel in God's hand. We'll see where that goes. As far as Groundwire goes, we are working on some new things that are pretty exciting to me. We're in the process right now of duplicating everything that we're doing in Spanish, knowing that there's a huge contingent of Spanish speakers right now that are very, very loyal to their media. And, uh, and they need to know that there's a God in heaven who loves them and offering them the opportunity to hear it on their media and respond through these messages uh, with Spanish speakers ready to, to talk to them. Uh, we, we believe we'll have a, a huge impact after that. We'll, we'll probably look at Mandarin. Uh, so you speak those three languages, you cover most of the world. So we'll see where all that goes. We're just being faithful step by step. Uh, I, I'm excited about what God's doing. Uh, you know, the fact that we, we've already had our commercials in front of 130 million people this year already. Uh, we're, I believe in, in three years, we'll be at a billion people a year. So, but that's all, all in God's hands. We'll keep working to do that and just be faithful step by step. How cool is that? I love that. Did you say 130 million? 130 million. Yeah. yeah you said that so nonchalant, like that's not a thing. That's a huge thing. That's a lot of people. That's, that's incredible. That's just a, a true testament of how God is absolutely in everything that you're doing. So, so 
if anyone is interested uh, in becoming a coach and learning more about what you guys are doing, how would you suggest they get more involved? You know, thank you so much. One of our greatest needs is we need more coaches. We have already covered more chats this year than we did all of last year, and we're going to double again in the fourth quarter. So we need people who say, you know what, I I would love to answer those questions from those hurting people. Um, You know, I had one guy, he reached out to me and he said, I'm going to try it. I don't know if I'm going to like it. I'd rather sit down with somebody at coffee. I'm not sure I like the technology aspect of it. After his second chat, after he was trained, he led somebody to the Lord and he called me and he said, Sean, thank you. He said, I know as a Christian that I should be an evangelist, but he said, I'm not the kind of person to start a, a conversation with stranger on the street corner. He said, you brought him to me. My computer rang and this person was hungry to know about Jesus. He led 15 people to Christ in his first five weeks and he's still with us four years later. So uh, if you're interested, please explore that. If you go to groundwire.net slash coaching, um, there's a video there that will kind of explain what it is, frequently asked questions, and you can get started with an application. But now more than ever before, we could really use uh, some great new coaches who love the Lord and who love people and want to make a difference. I will absolutely second that. Finding a partnership in an organization like Groundwire is such an amazing opportunity for someone who's in their 20s or 30s and is looking to give back but may not have that extra time to be able to volunteer after service or, you know, to spend a lot of time. This really allows them to be able to give back in a very true and authentic and even a very natural way for many in this generation. The average coach takes one night a week, sets aside two to four hours and and just says, OK, I'm going to I'm going to jump on. And I'm telling you, you're, you're never bored. There will be people there that want to talk to you over the weekend. I had six chats at a time because there were so many people that were so hungry. Uh, it's a great international team that you'll be working with and uh, you will you will leave feeling like God used you. And it was it was an amazing rush. So good. So good. Sean, my final question for you and all of my guests is this. If the 12-year-old version of you were to meet you today and see what you're doing and see what you've built, what would he think about what you do? Um, I, I think he'd look at me with a jaw dropped, just like, wow, I didn't even know that this could be done. I didn't know that MTV would sell us time. I didn't know that hip-hop radio stations that blast music that is profane would be willing to let us talk about Jesus on that station. Uh, so I, I think that just the overall thing that we're doing would would probably surprise me. Well, it doesn't surprise any of us who have uh, the, have had the opportunity to talk to you and to interface with Groundwire as well. Well, Sean, thank you so much for joining us. I just want to recognize you for for your voice and for being so committed to the the next generation that they would come into a true and authentic relationship with Jesus Christ and doing all that you can to partner with others to do things that are bigger than yourself uh, for the glory of Him. So thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you were on the show today and look forward to seeing you in the future. Thank you so much.